Hello everyone, this is Malina and today I am going to share with all of you about an interesting topic which is how to improve your presentation skills. Of course, presentation is really important, yet some people are afraid to do it and some actually fail to do it. However, there are ways that you can help them to win over this crucial skill. That is why I will walk you through how to do a better presentation. So let's get started. First of all, you should understand your topic. Topic is what your person is going to cover. So you should have a clear understanding on what you are going to tell your audience and why you choose that particular topic. If you are not sure about some point in the topic, you should explore them by spending some time doing research on them and you can read some articles and take important notes and you can also keep those notes while doing the presentation. Second, you should know your audience. Who is your audience? Are they young learners, university students, your classmates and teachers, or a group of people from a particular field or different fields. Knowing your audience can help you prepare a perfect topic to fit with their interests and needs. Also, you can manage to use suitable word use, I mean, kind of vocabulary for uh, the level of proficiency of your audience so that they can catch up with your presentation very well plus you can adjust your styles of doing presentation based on the age of your audience too the third point you should structure your presentation this is how you are going to determine your presentation you can organize your presentations by structuring it similar to how you do your writing the essay writing or paragraph writing the three main parts um, most of you know uh, what they are so the three main parts are quite basic and fundamental you should have an interesting introduction a clear explanations in the body or you can call a middle of the speech and of course a proper closures at the end so your so do, by doing like this your presentation is not going to be i mean the idea is not gonna be scattered around going to be uh, messy or you can say you're gonna mess up with your presentation because you you have a clear structure and this can show how well organized you are so more to the four points be careful while preparing slide presentation um um, people might use poster presentations, some people might use poster presentations, but uh, for this uh, modern um, society or, or in ad of education, modern education, um, uh, we use PowerPoint slide for presentation. So that's why you have to be well prepared uh, with your uh, slide. So be mindful that your slide should be simple and make sure to avoid putting everything in the slides because when, when you put everything in the slide that really uh, distracts your audience from paying attention to your speech and they are of course your audience they are of course going to 
read the information in the slide, not to listen to you. And you too, do not read everything from the slide. Just put some important points and explain them in great details. <clears throat> and what is the fifth point? The fifth point is you should be creative and have attractive ways in delivering your speech. There are some criteria to boost your creativity and you can take this criteria, take them into consideration. So first, I would suggest you to work with your tones and what we call voice projections. You should raise up your voice or low down your tones depending on the points you are presenting or maybe the story uh, that you tell. For example, people, they do the presentations and then they uh, have a storytelling and they will link to another point uh, mentions um, the, the next point. So uh, raising up your voice, uh, lowering down your voice, um, it's really have the audience paying attention to you. So do not just use monotones, which that will make your presentation boring and your audience will be sleepy. So another point is to ask questions. Asking questions have your audience interact with your presentation, interact with you, and they will stay focused with your speech. And this is one of the best way, one of the interesting ways in doing presentation. So, and the next point that I just mentioned, if possible, insert a joke or a funny story. So telling a funny stories that's related to your topic uh, of your presentations that make your speech um, I would say um, interesting and your speak won't be dull and exactly your audience will enjoy listening to your talk and uh, lastly is a uh, practice practice and practice so this is what uh, what people all go with this one is practice make perfect and of course it does after preparing what I mentioned earlier, so after you have prepared all those stuff, it should be time for you to rehearse your presentation. Well, preparation is a key, everyone. The more you practice, the more confident you are. You can try different ways for your practice. So I will just suggest you some point here. You can use them. So uh, you can uh, first, you can look at yourself in the mirror. Uh, in the mirrors, this is very, I would say, very common one. Uh, I also use that too. And you can commence your speech in front of the mirrors. So you, by doing that, you will see uh, which uh, point you like and you don't like about about yourself, about your presentations, and then you can improve it for uh, the next rehearsal. And another way is you can videotape. You videotape the whole presentation. So you can um, like you can talk, you walk, your movement, your gestures during the presentation. So if you see it, um, you can I mean you can see the whole process of your presentations so you can develop it later on. And one more thing you can show the videotape to people uh, you know can be your friend um, your significant others or maybe your senior people that can give you advice um, regarding the presentation so um, don't just keep it uh, for yourself I mean so sharing with other hearing some advice from the other 
can help improve your presentation too. So for the extra tips, everyone, you can watch other people doing the presentation. So uh, you can go to the live presentation of others. So um, yeah, before you can go to join and uh, listen to the the presentation of other but for now it's because the pandemic i would suggest you to watch youtube i mean there are a lot of um there are plenty of video from youtube and you can for example there are the best speaker in ted talk so you can um watch those videos and you can enjoy those video and you can follow um uh, the speakers that you love and Last but not least, everyone, don't forget to thank your audience for their participations and attentions. So, because um, they, after all, they are the main important part of your presentations. So, uh, thanks them. So, like for me now, everyone. So, what I have told you. So, this is what I've been practicing too. So, I have my uh, introduction. I have my. Uh, during the speech and also I will have a proper closure. So everyone This is me Malina. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and Good luck everyone. I hope you enjoy this podcast and that help you uh, to improve your presentation Thank you very much Hello everyone, I am Melina and this is my second podcast. I hope you enjoy my first podcast so far. And today I am going to talk about my prior assessment experience as a student. And I hope you will enjoy my second podcast too. So uh, first of all, I want to um, explain you the word assessment. So the word assessment refers to the wide variety of methods that teachers or educators use to measure and evaluate student learning abilities. So um, how students' uh, educational comprehension is assessed actually differs from one level to another. Personally, I have experienced three different levels of assessment ranging from general education program which in Cambodia is known as primaries and uh, high school and another one I experienced undergraduate program which is my bachelor degree and um, and uh, undergraduate program I'm in TESOL which I am pursuing now so the three levels that I just mentioned um, again, general education program and the graduate program and graduate program, they actually display various tools, methods, and uh, processes. Yet they carry one the same purpose. It is measuring students' academic performance. But um, today I'm going to just only focus on. Um, um, one is my undergraduate program so let's get started so uh, my undergraduate program which is known as bachelor of art in art um, sorry bachelor of art in teaching english as a foreign language so 
through my four-year journey at Department of English, Institute of Foreign Languages, Royal University of Phnom Penh, that's actually my school name, I experienced a new set of very different assessments from what I did in general education program, especially in high school. So during my university time, instead of having monthly tests, I had to take two progress tests and a final exam each semester. And actually there were two semesters each year. So besides uh, besides the exam I just mentioned, there were quizzes, homework, written assignments, and presentations. And at IFLs, at my schools, progress tests, quizzes, homework, assignments, project, and presentation, they are counted as formative assessment. And the final exams is in summative assessment. So you might have questions about a formative and summative assessment. So let me elaborate this point. Um, the formative assessment is actually designed to help students identify their strengths and weaknesses and also for them to improve their performance during the course or semester. Uh, we, can, we mostly we know it as an ongoing assessment. Um, on the other hand, the summative uh, assessment evaluates students' learning at the end of the course or semester. So, um, in in my bachelor degree, uh, formative assessment normally accounted for fifty uh, percent to sixty percent, whereas the final exams, the the summative assessments was about 40% to 50%. So from my point of view, the percentage of the summative assessment should not be this much, like 40 to 50%, it's half already. So it should be reduced to just only 20% to 25%. And I think students should be given more percentage in their process of accomplishing most of the performance-based tasks in the uh, in the ongoing assessments okay uh, rather than um, we rather than the school push students so hard to sit for the final exam so let me um, elaborate more on the formative assessment which is more about the written assignment and presentations. So uh, normally uh, for assignment, written assignment, any kind of written assignments and presentation, um, I was assigned to work um, in various style, I would say that. Um, I was assigned to work individually, in pairs or in group, depending on the nature of the task and also depending on the subject lecturers. And to me, I support the, that kind of assessment um, because uh, when, when students, I would say that in general for me and other students, when, when, when they work uh, individually on the assigned task, um, they put more effort and also do more research and employ a lot of self-study, which is, it is a way to promote learner autonomy in the classroom. And when students are supposed to work on those assignments and presentation with partners or with group members, um, they, they will strengthen their communications and collaboration skills, which 
with those skills are essential for them to apply in real world outside the classroom and i think by doing the presentations and also um, the return assignment um, student can gain confidence problem solving skills and creativity while working with their other classmates so the next point let's talk about the test the exams and the quizzes i mentioned um, earlier it's like this a mix of um questions like on a line question between the line question beyond a line question so we sub together so design based on um, the subject lecturer and for me i would love um between the lines and beyond the line questions so that um uh by 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 answering those questions uh i feel like um a teacher uh does not limit my understanding and creativity in answering questions but if teacher just only put the online questions that would be um a problem for me because i have to memorize things from the books and uh, this is not a process or oh, i would say this is not a meaningful use of learning so um and luckily uh, during my time uh, some lecturer actually include uh, critical thinking questions in the progress test which provide an excellent opportunity for um for me and also like other students to express their idea to discuss their idea through um, writing instead of just memorize things what was written in the course book and i think critical thinking skill is significant and it exists and in schools assessment obviously reflects students actual learning achievement I want I want to add something more about uh, what I underwent during my th- my third year and also my fourth year. In my third year, I I did the um, uh, the research methodology. I'm sorry, we call it research report poster presentation. It's quite long, but it is in research methodology class, and it it's really really. Uh, helpful and one more project is a story shooting project which i gained uh, one important skill is solidarity so we all have one another um, with the shooting with the projects and it's really really great and uh, for the other assessments in year four well actually I experience and hand on experience, I would say that, um, which is called teaching, protic- uh, teaching demonstration and teaching practicum. And the both were the assessments, the special assessments that I have never experienced before in the previous years. And um, because I, I actually, in year four, I chose to study Bachelor of Education in teaching English as foreign language, which is known as BEd in TFAL. So, um, this experience led me and provide me, equip me with um, uh, skills 
to manage in the classroom, to teach students in the classroom. I would say though the six week period is not enough, was not enough, uh, but it was really helpful. And um, it's really enhanced my teaching skills. And I think it's really brilliant assessments that students could reflect the theories about teaching into real practice rather than learning theories and sitting for the exam. So um, this is all the stories that I want to share with all of you regarding the assessments I went through during my undergraduate program which is known as bachelor degree and yeah I I believe that uh, from I would say I have observed that what I learned from um, that uh, year, uh, from that four years will actually uh, reflect my actual achievement and uh, most of the assessments um, there actually promote the 4C of the 21st century skills uh, known as creativity, critical thinking, communication and collaborations and uh, for me I actually prefer learning by doing not memorizing but sooner or later I will forget what I learned so uh, as I am now a language teacher so I've been applying most of the assessments I mentioned above I mean I mentioned earlier um, especially the performance based uh, task to my class and I think that's really really important for um, the class to switch from teacher center to student center so that a student can enhance their performance and here comes the end of my uh, second podcast everyone i hope you enjoy my stories and hearing my experience regarding uh, the assessments my prior assessment and how about you how is uh, your uh, experience regarding the assessment you you underwent so thank you so much everyone for spending time listening to my podcast have a nice day